Hello, today we have with us Alex Matthews, who's a second year uh, medical student at the University of Bristol. Hello, Alex. Hi, Amber. How are you doing? Yes, good. Thank you. Um, so, can you just open by telling us a bit about yourself, Alex? Yeah, sure. So, uh, I'm 27. Um, so, as with this series, I uh, haven't gone straight to medical school, straight mm -hmm. from secondary school. Done a few things in between. Um, started off doing chemistry at uni. Uh, okay. In fact, trained as a chemistry teacher. Mm -hmm. um, didn't enjoy that so much. I then worked for the ambulance service, taking emergency calls for a while. Mm -hmm. um, while I was there, I thought I'd come back to university and uh, study study medicine. Um, and here I am, uh, one of the the old medics, <laughs> along with a good other group. Older, older, <laughs> not necessarily old. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so it's been quite an academic journey so far. It sounds like. Whereabouts mm. did you do your your undergraduate chemistry degree and your um, teaching degree? Yeah, so uh, I went straight to Warwick University. Okay. Studied chemistry. Uh, mm -hmm. Did a degree. Uh, did a masters in chemistry. Mm -hmm. uh, then started a PhD, but that was mm -hmm. awful. Didn't last very long. Um, didn't matter. I wanted to be a teacher anyway. I already decided mm -hmm. that. I came back to Bristol University to uh -huh. do my teacher training uh, okay. a few years ago now. Mm -hmm. um, and then I stayed in Bristol while I worked as a teacher for a year. Mm -hmm. um, and when I stopped teaching, I then worked for the ambulance service for a year. That was also based in North mm -hmm. Bristol. Okay. Um, and now I'm back at Bristol University still doing medicine. So Bristol is where I've lived for a a few few years now since I came back from Warwick University. Mm -hmm. And was Bristol a conscious choice because of the course at all? Like, had you enjoyed studying here previously? Um, had you looked into going back to Warwick, perhaps? Or uh, yes, that's a really good question. Mm -hmm. uh, why why Bristol? Mm -hmm. um, first of all, um, I think if you're willing to work hard, you probably succeed. In whatever medical school you went to so mm -hmm. there, there wasn't anything i specifically thought was amazing about bristol medical school though it is very good and i absolutely mm -hmm. love the course uh, just mm -hmm. to give them a shout out <laughs> um i think that the right medical school is the one that you get into mm -hmm. um yeah. but i grew up in bristol um mm -hmm. so i know it very well i'm also living back home with my family while i study and this helps mm -hmm. massively financially mm -hmm. that was the biggest um part of the decision that I made with where to study medicine. I would have mm -hmm. happily been uh, gone elsewhere to study mm -hmm. um, and obviously applied and, and to get into other places as well. But Bristol was my top choice, mainly for financial reasons. But I also mm -hmm. knew it's a lovely city and, and lovely university to go to anyway. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Was it massively different then, like different to your original application Kind of when you went for Warwick before, were you looking for quite different things in the application? Yeah, I think it's fair to say yeah. the application is pretty different going from school compared to having, yeah, you know, a couple of, mm -hmm. I guess, careers, attempted careers under your belt. Mm -hmm. um, the things you can talk about are vastly different, and you will mm -hmm. have, in fairness, a wealth more experience in a number of ways, having done, you know, a few jobs. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and the things you look for in a course probably are massively different mm -hmm. um and the things i do during the course are obviously different uh mm -hmm. barring covid I, I 
you know don't go out so much these days whereas yep, social yep, yep. social life was very mm -hmm. important to me while I was at Warwick um, mm -hmm. and yeah you know first time around I was happy to go anywhere in fact I preferred to go away whereas this time around it's it's far mm -hmm. more convenient um, uh, for me to be living at home so mm -hmm. yeah not a number of different considerations really mm -hmm. and is that of those kind of difference in experiences are you have you found that during the course as well uh so your yeah your experience during the course yeah definitely yeah uh, I, I mean just the biggest difference is uh, mm -hmm. i am actually just working hard all the time yeah. on this course i mm -hmm. think if you make a decision to go back to university especially yeah. for something like medicine mm -hmm. you know that's that's born from a place where you've made a big decision and commitment and you've got to follow mm -hmm. up with hard work in my first degree, I basically did not a lot for a couple of years and then worked reasonably hard for, mm -hmm. you know, the other years and, and mm -hmm. did reasonably well. Um, but that was kind of doing the minimum to get by and enjoying myself, social life, uh, doing mm -hmm. a number of other things. Whereas this time the focus really is, is just on working hard. So yeah, quite different. Yeah. Was the teaching um, qualification, do you feel like a stepping stone or was that just entirely different in itself as well? Um, as in a stepping stone towards doing this or yeah I suppose as well in terms of the applying yourself the university experience you know so undergrad is you know a lot more about going out different experiences do you feel like you then worked harder in your PTC oh, and then again now or did it prepare yeah. and also did it prepare you at all um, yeah so mm -hmm. um good question the PGC was quite different to how I'd mm -hmm. approached my undergraduate and, and, and mm -hmm. master's um, it's more similar to medicine in that it's a professional qualification and actually you are just mm -hmm. on placement and working yeah. all the time. Um, it, it's not that similar to undergrad. Uh, mm -hmm. There's not a whole lot of time for, you know, going out um, mm -hmm. nonstop. Um, so more similar to medicine in that sense. Mm -hmm. um, so you, I think it would be fair to say that the amount of work and the work effort you had to put in for that is similar to medicine and prepare mm -hmm. me quite well yeah um, okay. for this so that was quite handy of course I I did plan to be a teacher the rest of my life so uh, mm -hmm. at that stage <laughs> so that didn't quite work out but actually uh, the way it has turned out it's been quite helpful mm -hmm. so I suppose this leads on to what made the change to medicine you know if you went into teaching mm -hmm. looking at it as your lifelong career um yeah. what brought about the change yeah so really fair question again mm -hmm. um so i went into teaching i was really excited to start um mm -hmm. thought it was going to be great thought i'd be there forever um mm -hmm. unfortunately <laughs> whilst i actually like working with kids and i like working with the staff i like the school mm -hmm. i worked at so all those mm -hmm. things were good i feel like you spend over half of your hours just doing pointless paperwork um, mm -hmm. and other admin and, and various things and that's fairly soul destroying actually Mm -hmm. um, it's quite sad the way it is. Um, so I made the decision um, to, to quit. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't have anything in mind at that stage. That was the first time in my life I really had no plan of what I was going to do next. It's quite mm -hmm. scary, actually. Um, so I had a look around for jobs and thought, you know what, something in healthcare. I think that would suit me. I, I'm, I'm going to try mm -hmm. something there. Um, so applied to the ambulance service to take emergency calls, got offered mm -hmm. a job uh, fairly quickly. So I started straight after I finished teaching. And while I was taking emergency calls, working for the ambulance service, mm -hmm. um, working with a lovely bunch of people, uh, mm -hmm. 
it's very different to anything else shift work mm-hmm. um yeah can be quite intense emotional work I thought yeah healthcare healthcare's for me this is mm-hmm. this is um very interesting actually hard work but rewarding mm-hmm. uh, and I thought well wh- where do I see myself going in healthcare mm-hmm. I think I have a background and work ethic um to aim as high as possible Mm-hmm. And that meant I came to the conclusion that I thought, well, actually, if I have the opportunity, I'm going to try and go back and, and study medicine and, and train mm-hmm. as a doctor. Uh, I think that would be the route for me to, to go down. Mm-hmm. Um, and so far, so good. Yeah. Yeah. So it was quite a considered decision then. It wasn't, you know, a, a just try this as well. You yeah. spent quite a lot of time researching and looking into it before applying. Yeah, definitely. Um, And it is a big decision because Mm -hmm. medicine, you know, is five years, possibly intercalate to make it six. Some Mm -hmm. graduate courses are, of course, only four years, but four years is still a very long time. Mm -hmm. Um, So it it is a big decision and you do need to Mm -hmm. think about it a lot. Um, And I gave a lot of careers a lot of thought while I was taking emergency calls. I was really Mm -hmm. doing that job whilst thinking where else I could move you know I seriously mm-hmm. consider moving elsewhere in the ambulance service or yeah. even completely different careers I could go into mm-hmm. um, so it, it wasn't spontaneous it was a decision over time um, and more the more of it more emergency calls I took the more I thought mm-hmm. about healthcare, the more I thought yeah this this could be for me mm-hmm. um, I think this is the one so yeah nice do you have any other experience in healthcare at all? Did you do any other like work experience or have any other jobs? Mm, so as far as healthcare goes, that was really the first time I'd worked in healthcare. Mm-hmm. Um, but something I'd wanted to do for a while was do some volunteering. So I volunteer mm-hmm. for St. John Ambulance. I've done that nice. um, for a few years now, mm-hmm. uh, about the same time since I joined the ambulance service. Mm-hmm. that's obviously working with members of the public it's it's healthcare uh, related mm-hmm. as well uh, albeit you know you probably see different patients um, mm-hmm. no matter where you are mm-hmm. I suppose um, so I do that um, for healthcare I shadowed a number of GPs and okay. any other doctors um, mm-hmm. and, and nurses that were happy for me to go and watch yeah. them you know see mm-hmm. what they do um so that was great really enjoyed all of that um mm-hmm. obviously seeing what it's like to work as a healthcare professional on a daily basis is, mm-hmm. is really really important yeah um and if you see it and think yeah I could do that I think it would overall be interesting I could see there are hard parts but also very good parts to it mm-hmm. if you see that and think yeah I, I could see myself doing that it's, mm-hmm. it's probably a good decision to make so yeah a number of things in healthcare I've tried before you know starting yeah. medicine I think were you able to do the same with teaching like before you started or perhaps had you used your experience of teaching not being what you thought it would be that really kind of pushed you to research medicine before starting that's a really interesting question um mm-hmm. the answer is you you kind of have to have some experience uh, work experience to apply for and get onto a teacher training course so mm-hmm. I had done quite a few weeks where I've been in schools, seen mm-hmm. loads of teachers, um, you know, talk to kids, mm-hmm. see what it's like. So I didn't feel underprepared. Mm-hmm. In the sense of actual teaching, it mm-hmm. was, as I expected, what you don't see on work experience mm-hmm. um, and something I have been a bit more careful with medicine. Mm-hmm. 
is what goes on behind the scenes so paperwork mm -hmm. admin yeah. that kind of thing and that's what got me in teaching it's not teaching mm -hmm. itself um it's kind of half two-thirds of your time spent on doing what appears pointless mm -hmm. so while i was watching doctors and nurses and on the course now whenever i talk to them i mm -hmm. always ask you know what is it you spend your time doing how is your time allocated mm -hmm. what jobs do you find frustrating don't just ask them what they enjoy yeah. what, what are the downsides i think that's really important mm -hmm. and based on what i've heard and what i've seen on the course so far mm -hmm. um on balance i still really enjoy what i'm doing and there are loads of options i think would be great in medicine mm -hmm. whereas in teaching not so much for me mm -hmm. Yeah, I think I was talking to Mainga about, you know, you want to get experience, you go on open days, and they always get out the exciting things, you know, they have the yes. fake arms where you draw blood. And yeah. I, I get it. Yeah. I get it. I understand why. But I suppose, yeah, thinking about it, it does make it hard to get a real day to day understanding. And even when you go on placement, people want to show you the fun stuff, don't they? They want to show you the exciting things. And mm -hmm. I think it can kind of potentially misrepresent not purposely but it can give you a false impression of what your actual day-to-day -day will be like um yeah. because no no one wants to have you spend a day watching them do paperwork <laughs> but often you know that can be the reality of the job medicine definitely has a lot of paperwork um yeah. so i suppose yeah it's a difficult balance seeing the exciting side but also the the realities yeah yeah i, th I think that's I think that's just a, a sensible thing to point out, actually asking about, you know, what are mm -hmm. the negatives? Um, mm -hmm. You're right, places always want to sell themselves. And even when you mm -hmm. shadow doctors, you know, they want to show what they enjoy, which mm -hmm. is great. Of course, you want to see yeah. those things. But um, if, if you want a reality check, um, what is it actually like? You've, you've got to do a bit of digging. Yeah. I think you've mm -hmm. got to be a, a bit sensible about it. Um, and just in terms of paperwork, you're absolutely right in medicine. There is loads of paperwork. Mm -hmm. And I know it's going to be frustrating. I'll find it frustrating the same as the next person. But looking at the paperwork you have to do, there is, it feels to me like there is a purpose for it, it is for the patient. And actually, mm -hmm. if I write notes that the next doctor uses or should be using, yeah, um, that's very helpful. Whereas in teaching, mm -hmm. I felt like a lot of the admin paperwork is completely pointless and doesn't mm -hmm. impact anything or anybody. And mm -hmm. it's just a waste of time. That's quite an important distinction to make um, mm -hmm. for me. Um, but you are absolutely right. There is still lots of paperwork in medicine. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Go get that handwriting down, the uh, illegible doctor's handwriting. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've already been practicing. You can barely yeah. read it already. It's great. Mm -hmm. Perfect. Perfect. Um, so we've talked about quite a lot of different things and experiences you have. Did you feel you were able to kind of show them off in the application process? Um, and how, how did you do that? Yeah, very much so. I... Um, actually felt quite comfortable writing an application saying I've done mm -hmm. these things these are the skills I've gained this mm -hmm. is what I think I'd bring to medicine and when it came to the interviews at medical schools mm -hmm. um, I felt quite confident because I could just mm -hmm. sit there and it felt like I had really good answers when they asked you know how do you deal with pressure have you got experiences mm -hmm. of that um, you know how do you organize time what examples can you give of that and of course mm -hmm. having worked for the ambulance service you could say well, you know, yeah. I've advised people in, you know, uh, circumstances where mm -hmm. someone could, could die. You know, this, this is working under pressure. Of course, it's a very good example of that. How do I organize my time? Well, I've been a teacher. Um, mm -hmm. I've had to organize having a thousand jobs at once, having to prioritize work. 
-hmm. So actually having these other experiences has been very, very helpful mm -hmm. for the application process, both on paper and at interview. Mm -hmm. um, and I think if you are coming from a kind of graduate or not necessarily graduate, just a mature mm -hmm. background, you've done other things, no matter what you've done, you will have gained skills. And I mm -hmm. think you should reflect on what you've done. There will mm -hmm. be something useful you've done that you can use in the application yeah. for sure. Mm -hmm. And did you apply to graduate courses as well as undergrad? Mm, so I applied to one uh, graduate course that mm -hmm. was in Southampton. I'm not salty, but they were the only place that didn't offer me uh, a position. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. I didn't want to go there anyway. I just want no. to clarify. The other three places I applied for were, were here at Bristol, who offered me yeah. a place, um, Leicester, who offered me mm -hmm. a place, and Belfast had offered me mm. an interview, but I'd already been offered a place before mm -hmm. I went to interview, so I withdrew um, mm -hmm. as already had a place I was happy to take. No point in mm -hmm. doing more interviews and yeah. things. So, uh, yeah, one graduate place, mm -hmm. three normal undergraduate places. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I was just thinking in terms of, did you feel there was a big difference between the application processes of both? Because obviously graduate entry they are expecting you to have done some other things whereas mm. undergrad entry I don't know perhaps there was a little bit more of a limit in how much you could showcase your previous skills as it's not necessarily designed in the same way um, to expect the, the interviewees to have um, as kind of varied backgrounds I suppose. It's that's that's really interesting a really interesting thing to explore because actually mm. in the undergraduate interviews um, I think, whilst I think go to Belfast, Bristol and Leicester were both multiple mini interviews, so yeah. seven or eight stations you move around that each test, mm -hmm. um, you know, one specific attribute or, or skill. Mm -hmm. And I felt, actually, um, I, I was very much able to kind of show off uh, or just yeah. show the things that I'd learnt and, and skills that I'd gained. Mm -hmm. um, so I didn't feel like it was tailored to people going from school. I actually mm -hmm. thought it was very fair in the sense that it doesn't matter yeah. where you've come from or what stage. Mm -hmm. You could just go in and say, well, this is my experience. Um, this is my experience of doing this skill or, or mm -hmm. having that attribute. So no, I didn't really feel like that. The single graduate place I went for, it's difficult to say because I think Southampton were unusual in the sense that they still don't do multiple mini interview. They mm -hmm. just did uh, a group interview, which I really didn't enjoy. And I think I, it might yeah. have showed. <laughs> I also um, interviewed at Southampton and did really? not enjoy it either or got a place. So I think, uh, yeah, it was um, the group interview okay. was uncomfortable, I think. Yeah, yeah. for sure. <laughs> Well, I, I guess it's a side note, but um, I, I'm a bit sceptical of how effective it is at selecting good candidates, regardless of whether I got in or you yeah. got in. I, I think it's a bit strange. Yeah. I think multiple mini interview is possibly the fairest way of, of selecting, because even if you absolutely dive at one or two stations, you can easily still get a good enough score in other areas to, mm -hmm. to succeed, which I think is very fair. Yeah, I think I, I understand, I suppose, what they're trying to evaluate. You know, medicine is so collaborative. You know, at Bristol, we spend mm -hmm. a lot of time in small group setting teaching. And I think if you don't have the communication skills to, I suppose, contribute well to a team, then that's important to know. 
I think the setting in which they're evaluating that is quite artificial. Um, and I yeah. think if you aren't able to play the the game of yeah. when, you know, and um, so, yeah, I get the, um, yeah, I, I get I, the I premise. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Thank you for that response, Amber. Yeah. That, was, uh, yeah. that was a really good point to make. I'd just like to add to that. Mm -hmm. um, no, uh, that that is what it feels like in the interview um, mm -hmm. there, uh, and I think you're spot on. Um, communication is, of course, very important mm -hmm. um, in medicine, uh, anywhere in healthcare. Really, mm -hmm. you are going to be working in multidisciplinary teams, communicating yeah. with different people all the time. Um, so it's very important. But again, I'm not sure how effectively that very artificial environment. Um, manages to capture people's communication skills but, yeah you know, we're not sorting I, we're not we're <laughs> not, not at all neither of us no no <laughs> yeah yeah. Um, yeah um okay so we've we've gone through interviews now you're on the course are you then finding you're still utilizing these skills so i've from a few people heard that you know you're worried about potentially taking a step back you've gained you know a huge range of skills from you know teaching to academic to you know in your work experience are you, do you still feel you're using them and building on them, um, especially, I suppose, being on an undergrad course? Do you feel like there's still opportunities? I can see that it would feel like a step back mm -hmm. um, starting a degree again. But actually, um, for me personally, um, I, I think there's ample opportunity to use what I've learned. Yeah. OK, I'm now on the other side of the desk again. I'm not the one teaching. Um, mm -hmm. But I'm fine with that. I can use the things I learned from being a teacher to learn more effectively. Mm -hmm. um, and there are a number of ways that has been very, very helpful for me. Mm -hmm. um, as well as working for the ambulance service, we talked about communication skills just now. Mm -hmm. A lot of medicine is, of course, consulting with patients, gathering mm -hmm. information, putting them at ease. You know, this is this is directly or, or very similar to taking emergency calls, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Um, of course, it might be a different environment, might be more relaxed uh, mm -hmm. if you're consulting with a patient uh, in a GP surgery, yeah. for example. But the skills are the same, how you talk mm -hmm. to people, how you gather information, how you put them at ease, um, and actually how you prioritise their clinical need. Um, mm -hmm. So from both teaching and working for the ambulance service, very, very helpful stuff that I've, I feel like I've been able to use on the course um, from the start. Mm -hmm. So... Whilst it is a, a long journey, five more mm -hmm. years at university that hadn't been planned, um, mm -hmm. would have been surprised if uh, I'd known I was going to go back to uni a few years ago. Um, mm -hmm. I feel like I've been able to use what I've learned, so mm -hmm. it doesn't feel like a step back to me. I also mm -hmm. know it's leading towards a specific yeah. outcome as well, so mm -hmm. I'm quite happy to just you know keep working towards that. Yeah, and outside the actual curriculum, have you found that there's been kind of extracurricular, um, I suppose, activities or avenues that you've been able to get involved in um, on top of just the just the course? Yeah, definitely. Um, mm -hmm. It's a number of things I've done to do with medicine and not to do with medicine. Mm -hmm. So my biggest hobby outside of medicine is tennis. I played tennis yeah. for Warwick University mm -hmm. the whole time I was there. And actually, that was the hub of my social life as well. Absolutely mm -hmm. loved the tennis club. Um, I've carried on playing tennis um, at Bristol University. Mm -hmm. I did it during teacher training. I'm doing it uh, while studying medicine now. Mm -hmm. Obviously, we're at, at 
this moment in time, we've been in lockdown for about a year, so haven't been able to play tennis for the uni. Mm -hmm. um, but before that, in first year, I was playing matches for the uni. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, when lockdown finishes, we'll still be training and, and playing more matches. So mm -hmm. I've absolutely been able to do that, which is great. Mm -hmm. um, other opportunities that are kind of more medicine related mm -hmm. whilst not actually directly on the course, but to do with mm -hmm. healthcare. I do some, a, a small amount of teaching first years through what's called nice. the class scheme, which is mm -hmm. great. Um, I've carried on taking emergency calls for the ambulance service uh, mm -hmm. on a bank contract. So uh, supply nice. work. Mm -hmm. um, I've also recently applied to work as a, a nursing assistant for the BRI yes. in Bristol. Yeah. Um, haven't started yet, but you know that's that's another great opportunity that is mm -hmm. not directly on the course, but mm -hmm. has certainly been born out of doing the course. Mm -hmm. uh, so yeah, there are there are a number of things you can do at the same time, mm -hmm. um, and there there is time if you're happy to organise organise yeah. your time. There is plenty of time to do what you enjoy um, outside say, the course. It sounds a lot. Yeah. So it does sound a lot, um, yeah. and you do find the balance is is manageable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Again, I think that's born of a place where I've worked as a teacher where surprisingly mm -hmm. there's not a whole lot of free time. You've yeah. got a mountain of tasks to do mm -hmm. all the time. You've mm -hmm. got to just get on with it. Coming back to be a student, yes, medicine is hard. But I'll tell mm -hmm. you what, doing any degree doesn't hold a candle to having a full-time job. Yeah. Um, so actually, whilst I do work hard on the course, I feel like I have lots of free time to do other things as well. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, if you're willing to organise there's plenty of time really mm -hmm. um to, to work hard and play hard i suppose mm -hmm. yeah yeah not so much at the moment with the uh with the playing hard but when yeah when yeah. lockdown's over get back to the tennis court um, yeah, yeah that's yeah. the hope yeah because i think nice. especially yeah um especially in medicine teaching is huge isn't it so i think um there are lots of opportunities quite a lot of peer-to-peer -peer teaching um mm. that does seem opportunities out there um, yeah there's there's loads of teaching that goes on in medicine and it sounds mm -hmm. like virtually um every or, or the majority of doctors do some kind of teaching mm -hmm. alongside their clinical practice which is great i mean not only does having a pgce and being a trained teacher actually count for points on applications in yeah. the future which is an unintended bonus of, of mm -hmm. having trained as a teacher but the yeah. skills are also very relevant and helpful all the time so mm -hmm. and, and will be for the rest of my career mm -hmm. so that's that's great yeah with the changes that they've made that's probably going to apply to the academic foundation program isn't it and is that less so now for the standard foundation program so teacher training itself never counted for points for the normal foundation okay. program okay and I don't think there are formal points as such for the academic foundation program, but it would just be something I'd be able to talk yeah, about. And I think it yeah. would contribute to, to that. Mm -hmm. um, and even beyond the foundation program, just having a, a mm -hmm. teaching qualification for every job interview I ever go for is, mm -hmm. is a big plus. You know, someone mm -hmm. will be able to go, oh, tick, this person's formally qualified. They've mm -hmm. done a year of training. Uh, they must have some skills and maybe, maybe know something yeah. about teaching. Yeah. Um, so you know, not just foundation program, but beyond. Uh, mm -hmm. I hope it'll be very helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and your, I suppose, more academic background, have you found any avenues alongside medicine to kind of explore um, 
that environment? Mm. Are you interested at all about, um, I know the PhD didn't, uh, you didn't quite uh, yeah. fall in love with, I can't understand why. Yeah. Um, but yeah, are you kind of exploring research at all? Yeah, definitely. Um, at the moment, I'm very strongly considering, you know, do I want to go into an academic career? The fact that I didn't enjoy the first PhD, I think is less a reflection on my ability, more reflection on I mm -hmm. chose very poorly mm -hmm. something that I really should have known I wouldn't have enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, my academic background, I said I'd, I'd done a, a master's in chemistry. Mm -hmm. Um, and actually from that work, I do have a published paper to my name, which is great. Yes. Uh, that stands yep. me in, in good stead mm -hmm. as well for applications. What I'm doing at the moment with that, um, in my own time, I've arranged a project with a, uh, a neuropathologist nice. in my local, local department. Um, mm -hmm. And I go in there kind of every week or every other week at the moment, just trying to organize a project, mm -hmm. um, a research project. Mm -hmm. We've now you know, applied for summer project funding, nice. um, which hopefully we'll get, and I'll be able to go in for several weeks over the summer to do a research project. Mm -hmm. um, so in that way, just trying to work out, do I want to work in research? Mm -hmm. It's a very interesting experience work, um, applying for my own funding. Yeah. It takes a lot of work filling in your own funding applications, have to do mm -hmm. ethical proposals. Um, you know, that's a big chunk of the job and mm -hmm. I've got to go. I do love research, Do I love it enough to spend a a lot of my time doing mm -hmm. uh, funding proposals. Um, so yeah, for the, for the re remainder of medicine, I do plan on, you know, trying out different areas, going to see what different doctors do, but also kind of what mm -hmm. academic options are there in both research and teaching. Mm -hmm. And how do you come across that opportunity? Um... Yeah, good question. So as part of um, most medical courses, you'll have mm -hmm. kind of student choice, uh, student selected mm -hmm. components. Mm -hmm. uh, we had one at the start of second year, uh, which was three weeks. Now, mm -hmm. the neuropathologist I'm now doing a project with and, and hopefully will carry on over the summer. Mm -hmm. She offered a, a project for the student choice in second year. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, it was randomly allocated and I didn't mm -hmm. get that project. But what mm -hmm. I thought was, well, I'm, I'm interested. I'm going to email anyway and say, look, can I come and see what you do? Mm -hmm. I, and, and you know hopefully build from there yeah and she said yeah absolutely come in and mm -hmm. see what I do so I went in for two days mm -hmm. uh, absolutely fascinating and mm -hmm. at the end of two days I was going to ask you know do you, do you offer summer projects could I come in and do more uh, mm -hmm. but in fact she turned around and said you know we offer summer projects here and I thought oh great uh, that's a great result yeah. um yeah I'd love to do that so really it was born from just being um inquisitive I didn't mm -hmm. quite get what I wanted um, because I didn't get her project. Mm -hmm. I got another project, which was very good anyway. Mm -hmm. uh, but I thought, just I'd, I'd just email anyway and just mm -hmm. ask. The, the worst that would have happened would have been like, sorry, I don't mm -hmm. have time. Yeah. Um, so my advice would be, if there's an area you think you're interested in, just Google the department at a hospital and, and, mm -hmm. and find someone who works there and email mm -hmm. them saying, look, I, I'm a medical student or I'm, I've got this background. Mm -hmm. I think I'd be interested in doing what you do in the future. Could I come and see mm -hmm. what you do? And, and once you're there, you know, you're in, talk to mm -hmm. them. And most doctors are generally just very nice people mm -hmm. that are happy to have you there and also love teaching. Mm -hmm. um, and if you ask, you know, you may well get. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Really came from not much at all. Just ask. Yeah. Yeah, I do think that's such good advice. I think 
yeah, just just put put yourself out there, send a few mm. emails off, show some interest, I think is important. Um, mm. show some genuine interest in that that area or that subject. Yeah. And yeah. like you said, you know, these people are dedicating their careers to these fields. They're they're excited about them, they're enthusiastic about them. Um usually willing to share that and I think don't be disheartened by no people are also really busy and it might not be the right time um but yeah absolutely I've had quite a few opportunities come from just just sending some emails out so um yeah and I think also just I suppose the course is a good base to then have the contacts and the the um be in the right situation to access those opportunities yeah definitely um it can be tricky if you're not directly medical to just email mm-hmm. go, can I come and visit they'd be like well you know who, who are you yeah. we can't let anyone yeah. in mm-hmm. but you're absolutely right to say having got on the course you email mm-hmm. going I email going you know dear such and such I'm a second year medical student I've really enjoyed anatomy histology mm-hmm. and neurosciences so far mm-hmm. I see you're a neuropathologist and I see you've done work in this area uh, can I come and see what you do mm-hmm. uh, you're quite likely to get yes as an answer mm-hmm. um because there's no there's no real barrier um to you doing so having mm-hmm. said that you're right they might be too busy and say sorry you know i don't have time mm-hmm. but um i have had that once where they just go i don't have time but here's my colleague who yeah. you know sometimes has people to visit them maybe you should try them mm-hmm. um so you know even if you get a no first time email other people yeah <laughs> yeah definitely I think that's yeah that's how I I've ended up on a lot of projects is just um showing some interest so um fantastic to kind of think about more in the future um so you said you really love the idea of working with kids we've talked about now um like histopathology do you see any of those kind of going forward in the future any particular speciality that stands out to you yeah yeah we get asked this a lot as medical students don't we it's it's quite it's quite early Mm -hmm. I think we all have ideas um Mm -hmm. the important thing is just to stay open um we probably change our minds uh, about a thousand times before we actually get there of course Mm -hmm. at the moment I think I'd like to do something quite practical um Mm -hmm. and from that point of view perhaps something surgical or something Mm -hmm. in pathology Mm -hmm. um like I said I'm doing the project in neuropathology mm-hmm. at the moment I absolutely love that mm-hmm. so uh, and that comes with you know microscopic analysis of tissues which mm-hmm. I find fascinating um, knowledge um, mm-hmm. in-depth knowledge of anatomy which is also something I find absolutely fascinating yeah. <laughs> um, so something pathology related like histopathology mm-hmm. neuropathology yeah. I think would really suit me uh, mm-hmm. and I'd be excited to but also surgical again very anatomical you're doing something that actually is tangible that might mm-hmm. help someone mm-hmm. um so i will certainly i will certainly be exploring a few surgical options uh, mm-hmm. for careers um, that's really where i'm thinking at the moment of course when we get on rotations i might just find an area where i go oh this is this is brilliant yeah. mm-hmm. this is what i want to do but mm-hmm. at, at the moment that's that's what i'm thinking yeah and do you think you would have been kind of attracted to the same careers if you'd started this a while ago or do you think there's been other influences that make you lean towards different routes that's a really interesting question um Mm. the answer is I think I would have considered very different specialties Mm -hmm. if I'd gone straight from school 
I would also add as a side point, if I'd have gone straight from school into medicine, I don't think I would have succeeded on this course. I think I already would have failed and dropped out. Mm -hmm. um, I do not think I was mature enough or would have worked hard enough to succeed. Mm -hmm. um, but that's, that's just a side point. Mm -hmm. At this point, I think it's just because I'm actually considering kind of critically what I want to do. How do I see my career? Mm -hmm. um, planning out uh, and that's different if I was going straight from school I probably wouldn't already be thinking about what I want to do mm -hmm. I also think uh, when I think about what I want to do it's a bit more pragmatic if mm -hmm. I was a bit younger I have a feeling for me I'd have been considering things that would have been cool or yeah you know really well respected a bit yeah, more yeah, yeah. Uh, than, than I am now um, I think you might stereotype apologists oh, I don't but I feel like they might get stereotyped a bit as, as people who you know work underground and, and don't see the light very often but and I, I might have been put off that mm -hmm. if I was a bit younger but actually this yeah. time around instead of being put off by something like that I've gone and seen it and I go wow I absolutely love this mm -hmm. um, so I think I think I'm just a bit more pragmatic in thinking about what I want to do mm -hmm. um, and thinking about you know what I'm good at um, yeah, and, and okay. how I see my career rather than mm -hmm. just kind of thinking about it a bit less I suppose if I was a bit mm -hmm. younger. Yeah author of the new Wheaters coming up in your future maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah life goal absolutely. Yeah yeah um, yeah um, and I suppose any if you were to start again or for people that are starting soon any particular kind of advice since you've started the course that you think, you know, actually this has played out, you know, a lot more than I thought it would, or I've utilized this skill or experience more than um, I would have expected. Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. What will my advice be? Um, I think, uh, I think the best bit of advice is think about um, how you're going to spend your time, mm -hmm. organize, uh, mm -hmm. and, and stick to it with discipline mm -hmm. um, and think about how you're going to learn plan your learning yeah I think that'll be my biggest biggest bit of advice realistically mm -hmm. a lot of medicine is is learning facts you have to just put in the big slog sit there at a desk mm -hmm. and learn facts mm -hmm. write yourself flashcards ask questions of yourself mm -hmm. uh, on on the, on the subject material mm -hmm. I think that would be my my biggest bit of advice plan your time and how you're going to learn think about mm -hmm. it reflect and keep developing ways of learning yeah um it's certainly having been a teacher and having done previous degrees mm -hmm. i feel like i have a pretty good idea of how i want to spend my time learning mm -hmm. um, and good strategies to use my advice mm -hmm. would be for others to think about how you're going to go about learning there's mm -hmm. a lot to learn yeah yeah i found i had coming from this is when i started you know my first degree I learned really differently and there just wasn't the same sounds mm. sound too old but you know electronic note taking was just yeah. not very big the there wasn't software for it that was very helpful yeah. um so I found I've definitely had to change I thought I came into it thinking oh yeah I know how to do this and actually <laughs> you know I, I've changed pretty much everything how I've um yeah how I've gone about learning um because we know so much more about it I suppose and I suppose you've had the um experience of being on a teacher training course um but yeah i've definitely changed mine a lot so yeah um, that's that's interesting I, I, 
I'm in the same boat as you in my first degree. No one, no one in lectures had laptops mm -hmm. or iPads or mm -hmm. anything. Everyone just had notepads mm -hmm. and there wasn't an online learning environment. You couldn't mm -hmm. rewatch the lecture. Mm -hmm. um, it was a real struggle if you missed the lecture, mm -hmm. which I did quite a lot. Mm -hmm. um, compared to this time around where everyone is sat there typing away on laptops and mm -hmm. everything's available online. Which are both, you know, great, great mm -hmm. for people. That helps people learn. That's fab. But you're right, it's completely different. So I do a blend of learning stuff um, mm -hmm. online and recording my learning kind of mm -hmm. in my own way online, but also sticking to handwritten notes and handwritten mm -hmm. flashcards, which I quite like. Mm -hmm. um, we all spend enough time staring at screens. I try and try and, and keep yeah. you know, physically writing stuff as much as I can. But that's mm -hmm. personal preference. I don't think it's absolutely necessary. It's how, how you want to do it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. I thought for like for a little while, it maybe even slowed me down having previous experience because I was quite set in some of those ways, whereas maybe perhaps, you know, someone um, fresher yeah. to, to the um, that style yeah. of learning might have been quicker to take up better methods. Um, so I think, yeah, you have to definitely be open to um, and I was talking about before just the breadth of the knowledge as well you yeah it's not the same as a lot of other learning yeah um, um that absolutely links in with uh, i mm -hmm. guess what one of the things i said a moment ago we've got to we've got to not be stubborn you know what mm -hmm. we've learned before will be helpful in some way yeah but actually you've just got to keep keep developing it keep the good mm -hmm. things but also realize that what you've done before might not work this time mm -hmm. medicine is is very much different to chemistry in the volume mm -hmm. of facts mm -hmm. um, you have to learn and that demands a different way of learning for sure mm -hmm. um, as it sounds like you you found as well quite similar. slowly yeah <laughs> slowly getting there okay. <laughs> yeah yeah exactly so you know keep the good parts keep mm -hmm. keep refining it really um, yeah yeah perfect well thank you very much for um talking to me today um i think uh people will be really interested to hear um your background and and how that's being applied to medicine and going forward uh, i look forward to reading your tiesto pathology book in the future <laughs> you're very welcome thanks for having me yeah no worries bye-bye <laughs>